0: Welcome back to Trading 360. It's time for our 360 round. We want to discuss the healthcare stocks with our panel. You know, post-COVID, now what? Nina Decca's is with us, Senior Research Analyst at Robo Global, and Damian Conover is with us, Director of Healthcare Equities at Morningstar. So what are some of the themes here, Nina, in the broader sense of the spectrum? What are you watching? Is there good news to be had? Are there names that you like?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the biggest crises right now in healthcare is the healthcare worker shortage globally. Um, in fact, in the U.S. alone, a third of U.S. nurses and a forty percent of U.S. doctors are expected to be of retirement age by 2030. Um, so we're already understaffed. That was exacerbated by the pandemic, and it's only going to get worse. So we really like any healthcare automation name because the only way forward is through automation, AI, robotics. So uh, companies like Health Catalyst and OmniCell are very well positioned for that, uh, that, that, that potential growth.
0: Right, looking at, looking to that type of group, right? When you look at um, robotics, AI and such. Damien, what do you think here? I know some names that you had for us to take a look at were GlaxoSmithKline and Sanofi. Um, tell me some of the themes that you're watching.
2: Yeah, what we're thinking about with healthcare is this is a great space to be given all the challenges that are currently in the market. So you're worried about inflation, you're worried about recession, you're worried about the war in Ukraine. You know, All those factors don't really impact a large Biopharmaceutical firms—they're very well positioned to be able to uh, absorb any costs, be able to raise prices. Um, so these themes aren't really hurting this group, and the group is doing, performing pretty well versus the rest of the market. But we still think there is potential upside. Two names that we think uh, look well positioned for continued growth are GlaxoSmithKline and Sanofi. Glaxo is very well positioned to divest its uh, consumer healthcare group, that should unlock some value because these consumer healthcare groups tend to get very high multiples relative to big pharma. Beyond that, Glaxo looks well-positioned just in the core business, very well-positioned in vaccines, HIV drugs, a lot of innovation going on there, not a lot of patent exposure. The second name that we think looks very well-positioned is Sanofi. Sanofi is driving a lot of growth with its key drug, Dupixent, which is used for a lot of different indications and has the potential to potentially double over the next five years. So, well-positioned for growth, not a lot of patent exposure either
0: hmm okay and I know you have another a few other names here when you look at the big biopharma moats um, that was another thing that you sent along to us I do want to discuss that Nina do you consider some of the the issues going on inflation and recessionary concerns here appear to have largely removed the potential for u.s. drug policy reform that was a somewhat of an uncertainty hanging over this group is there other parts of um, pharma that you like or are you sticking with sort of the move ahead names
1: well so Yes, these macro drivers are heavily weighing on healthcare tech stocks, which is what we focus on at Robo Global. Um, our portfolio is all health tech names, and it's definitely taken a back seat right now while people migrate to some of these uh, sort of safer, um, uh, slower growth companies, those larger cap names. That being said, there's still a lot of upside potential here. We really like biotech names that are uh, the, the companies that are enabling biotech. Um, so, uh, so companies in the synthetic biology space, like Twist has a lot of, uh, a huge upside potential because um, synthetic biology is gonna be um, the, the next wave of science. Uh, if you think about impossible burgers, uh, the, the, the key component that makes it taste like burgers is actually uh, derived from synthetic biology. And the, the next wave of growth of that is, is gonna be in biotech. So uh, a company like Codexis um, is, it really put its name on the map with, um, with Pfizer's Paxlovid. Codexis is the company that created the enzyme that went into that that leading COVID COVID therapeutics. So we're really excited about synthetic biology. um, And then uh, it's also gonna be enabling all the tests that go into the growth in next-gen sequencing. So companies like Twist uh, are very well positioned for that as well.
0: Right, right, yeah, Twist. I saw that in your long-term ideas, TWST. Um, You mentioned Codexs, which was another name, CDXS. You had Moderna as an underappreciated name and Thermo Fisher Scientific as a safety play. Can you just give me a quick thought on that one, TMO,
1: Nina? Yeah, during uh, the pandemic, uh, TMO, which is a very well-diversified company, expanded its footprint. It got more clients, people looking to buy instruments to run uh, COVID tests. And they're also in another enabler. They're enabling biotech with um, drug manufacturing. So they're so well diversified that no matter what's going on in the macro environment, they are very well positioned to weather the storm. And Moderna, uh, people think of it as just a COVID vaccine play, but what they're missing is that, MRNA is largely de-risked, and, and Moderna has so many drugs that have now moved into, four drugs that have moved into phase three clinical trials, and, uh, and they're working on, uh, they just released data that their Omicron-specific booster uh, produces very strong titers compared to the current booster. so this company is very well positioned for long-term growth. Uh, they were over $20 billion in revenue off one drug. Just think about what's next, and there's going to be a lot coming.
0: Yeah, and so last but not least, over at Morningstar, you mentioned a couple of them. We looked at, uh, we talked about GlaxoSmithKline and Sanofi. There were a few others on there, Gilead, Roche, Damian?
2: Yeah, these are also names that we think have a lot of upside. You know, some of them are a little bit more risky. Uh, Biogen's one that we think is, looks significantly undervalued. They've got a lot of uh, potential valuation upside depending on an Alzheimer's disease drug that we should see data here shortly on. You know, Alzheimer's disease uh, drug development is very very risky, but when it works, it could be huge potential. And so Biogen is highly leveraged to that. But even without that, they still have a lot of revenue streams coming in from uh, multiple sclerosis drugs. So, Biogen looks very well-positioned. Gilead also looks undervalued from our perspective. Gilead's a little bit more of a value play. The, you know, the valuation of it's gotten so low, there is some upside in its pipeline as well. And then the last one we'd call out is Roche. Roche would consider a little bit more safety uh, relative to those other two, a little bit lower uncertainty, a lot of growth potential, enormous amount of innovation going on at Roche. Probably one of the most innovative companies out there right now. So, those are a little bit more on the biotech side that we think have some upside.
0: Yeah, and I know you said overall we view the big biopharma group as undervalued. Good to see you both, Nina and Damien. Thank you. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks for having me. Robo Global and Damien Conover of Morningstar. Thank you.